you are on the journey of business. An entrepreneur and innovator who spent a lifetime of advising from behind the scenes, building businesses through word of mouth and referrals. Now Mike Wolf is ready to share these strategies and business outlook with you. You're here. You're ready for the journey of business with Mike Wolf. What is up, everybody? I am Mike Wolf. Welcome back to the journey of business. My guest today is an entrepreneur, an international public speaker, and is turning the real estate market upside down with his creative blueprint on social media. Welcome Kyle Draper to the show. Mike, what's up, bro? Thank you How's for going, having brother? me, man. It's an honor to be here. International, I don't, you know, that's a big intro. But we'll I mean, see if I'm I just saying. I mean, this. if it wasn't true, tell me. It's tell me something different. No, it's true. But it just, yeah, you know, it, it it is what it is. We already said it, so we yeah, can't go that, back. That's fair. I can't go. take it back now. It's too late. So you know, we've known each other for a little over nine years. You know, we met yeah. in church. You relocated to Dallas. We pretty much only connect now on social media, other than when you're in town. Before we get too far deep into it, tell some people about yourself and and kind of like what you have going on. Yeah, man. So. I like, so we actually, we met in the weirdest season of my life because I had spent prior to moving to Oklahoma city where you and I met, we were, we lived in Dallas, Texas or, you know, DFW. I'd been a youth pastor for almost nine years. And my wife and I finally were just like, we need a change. We feel like God's calling us to do something different. And so we quit church ministry. We move up to Oklahoma city and, uh, Dude, I I don't have a clue what I'm doing. And we start a roofing company. And so I'm learning how to do sales. I'm learning how to do marketing. I'm learning how to do video. Then I start a company building websites for realtors. And long story short, man, that like all of that has like you met me at the very beginning of this journey. Yeah, for sure. It, it's been nine years going now. And, and God's kind of moved me into where I get to travel and speak. You know, I work mainly with realtors and lenders now and teaching them how to leverage social media, but but more than that, how to leverage and see value in who they are. Yes. And then be that on social media, realizing that in the world we live in today, we've got to be more into that attraction marketing, not that cold-blooded selling. Yeah. Man, so through that, I've been able to spin up a couple other companies that kind of serve that niche. And dude, it's... I'm still not quite sure if I know what I'm doing, but I'm having a lot of fun figuring it out and learning and just getting to love people. That's incredible, man. I know I'm definitely following everything you're doing. I'm seeing you in all sorts of different towns, speaking in front of massive audiences, and I think it's so incredible. So, Thanks, man. You know, I sat down with you recently on your Social Media Mindset podcast, which was a blast. We had fun chopped it up and and you know i even had some people reach out to me after hearing your show to connect yeah. and network and and that's awesome which is the whole point of of what we're doing you know if you guys haven't checked it out you definitely need to check it out social media mindset anywhere you can find podcasts you know you've always been someone that loved talking to people how has interviewing people influenced you i think the the biggest thing is all the little nuances that will change in me because I'm rubbing shoulders with incredible people. Yeah. You know, that that's really why, you know, most people start podcasts for, I think, very selfish reasons. Like they think they need a bigger audience. They're amazing. They're so smart. More people need to know who I am. 
I started a podcast to meet other people. Yes, I love it. Right? It was it was my entry point into people's lives because who doesn't say yes when you go, "Hey bro, you don't know me yet, but I've been following you and you're incredible and I would love to tell your story through my show." Yeah. And so it's just opened the doors to just unbelievable people that 100% like has led to where my life is. And it's 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 unbelievably powerful, man. Yeah, it's game changing for sure. It's definitely a different side of things when you do the podcast thing. You know, I'm a handful of episodes in and, and you know, you start kind of, I mean, I know some of the people that I interview, but some of the people that I'm working on in the future, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm learning their space, you know, so yeah. it, it's pretty cool to check it out and, and kind of see behind the scenes of what other people have going on. So, you know, I, I, I was it. definitely, definitely curious about that, you know, so, so we kind of live in this fear-based society where people are afraid of criticism and judgment how self-conscious were you jumping headfirst into social media and putting yourself out there on TikTok and putting yourself out there in a podcast video and so on and so forth? Bro, I, I am still self-conscious. Right. I think the men and women that love to like, it, it's a lot of this like alpha male mentality of like fear is stupid, crush fear. <laughs> to me, I don't think fear goes away because I think as a human being, I want you to like me. Like that's a, that's human nature to want Absolutely. to be liked, accepted, loved, revered, right? And so, so what I had to learn because in Oklahoma I sucked at it. I, everything drove me was fear based. Yes. It kept me from putting myself out there. And what I learned in the last couple of years is, as I got even more active in front of the camera and and trying to be that personality, is bro my like my motto has kind of become I love people more than I care about looking stupid. Yes. And so it's not about driving out fear, but overcoming fear with a greater passion or desire or, or goal. And, and when we rise above, then in spite of the fear still being there, I'm able to do things that maybe otherwise I wouldn't have. So that's really right. how I see it. Yeah, it's such an interesting thing because, you know, it's the most uncomfortable feeling. I know you and I talked about this on your show, jumping head first into something. I don't know how to do anything other than be all in. Yeah. That's just the way I was raised. And so, yeah. you know, diving head first into a TikTok video and, and, and people have no idea when they're trying to do it for business that, you know, this isn't a personal thing. This is, you know, you're out there trying to add value and provide something yeah. to someone. And, and so it's such an interesting perspective, a social I I experiment per se to go out there and put yourself on the line for sure. Well, and if we, Mike, if we, if we can kind of break this down even deeper for a sec, like, yeah. So when I look at the landscape of people succeeding on social, I see people like you that you just don't know any other way than to keep right. moving forward. Failure is not an option. I'm going to fail momentarily, but I'm not going to stay there. Right. Yes. And, and so there's people like you that are just like, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. And so let's just kind of fill this out, look stupid. But, but I know that through the stupidity, through the fear, through the failure, I'm going to get where I want to go. Right. Then there's people that they grew up in such a harsh reality that like they've been through real stuff. So when we sit on here and talk about like being on camera is really scary, they're <laughs> like, dude, you, you don't even know scary. Yeah. Like, let me tell you my life story. And those people typically end up doing a really good job because this is nothing 
compared to the real life stuff they've dealt with. And then there's that other group of people that maybe they've never really had to fight for much. They've spent most of their life running away from pain and avoiding conflict. And so now they're met with this digital adversity and they just don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And therefore they do nothing. You, you, you have to kind of know who you are because I think there's different tactics around each one of those to helping you be successful in this new digital landscape. Absolutely. So it's, it's funny you kind of say that because, you know, your key audience has been realtors and lenders yeah. and basically you standing in front of all of them, teaching them how to grow their social media footprint, right? How hard is it to teach experts in their space to get uncomfortable and try new things? Bro, it, it is, it, it is so hard, especially this is gonna, I don't even want to say what I'm about to say because <laughs> if if my industry listens to this it will ruffle feathers right but but what I've seen right is in in our world realtors are at the the top of the mountain right they're at the top of the food chain they're used to being coddled and provided for right they're used to having people kiss their butts because they know if I can get in good with the realtor then I'm going to make money through the insurance piece or through the title piece or the or get, or get the loan right and and so you take these men and women that are used to being coddled to, and again, this isn't the whole industry. Yeah. That's why, you know, 20% do almost all of the business. Right. Because you're, you, you get coddled from the moment you jump in, right? People want to start buying you lunch and, and, and serving you. And then now you're met with like real adversity of having to put yourself out there and be vulnerable yeah. and, and not just be willing to fail, but be willing to fail in public. Right. Which is a whole different ball game, right? Like when you and I were kids learning how to play basketball, well, I got to airball shots in the gym by myself. Yeah. I got to mishandle the dribble by myself. I got to step on the baseline by myself, but in the world of social media, like when you jumped into TikTok. You don't get to do this by yourself. <laughs> right. Right? So it's a whole different level to be willing to suck for everyone to see. Yeah. And because of the nature of the industry that I serve, a lot of these agents, they've just never had to work that hard. This is adversity that, that, they, that, they, that they struggle with. And, and so it makes my job incredibly difficult. Yeah. And you know, it was interesting because I sat, actually sat in on one of, of your your talks that you did here in Oklahoma City to a bunch of realtors recently. It was yeah. great, by the way. You, you and I connected Thanks, there. And, 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 you know, it was interesting because some of the top realtors in Oklahoma City were sitting in that room asking questions that seemed so easy from an outsider's perspective that they didn't yeah. understand, Hey, you know, I'm selling millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of real estate, but the only social media they were doing was essentially getting on there going, Hey, sold another house. Well, right. that's not a value add. Right. Right. And it was very interesting to hear the questions as they were asking them as if they were so vulnerable that they did not understand that landscape at all. What bro? 100%. But we're all guilty of this, right? I don't want this to Absolutely. feel like a, yeah, uh, you know, a we hate realtors segment because Absolutely. like I, I'm in the same boat just this morning. Like I did my 12th workout of January already. Okay. I don't, I don't think I worked out 12 times last year. Okay. <laughs> and, and so for a decade, right. It's so easy 
to go, well, I mean, like, I want to lose weight. I want to get healthy, but like, I just don't really know what to do. I'm not sure like which diet to follow. I'm not sure which weight plan to use. And all of that is just excuses to keep me from putting in the work. Yeah. I know how to lose weight, right? Like I know like eat less, eat less pizza and, and, and eat a salad, right? Like it's not (laughs) rocket science, but we will use questions to keep us from taking action. Yeah. And so in the same way, that's how it is for me. People that struggle with social media, they'll just, they've got the same six to eight questions that they just keep on rotation. You know, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to start, but like, I just wasn't sure. Like, Mike, what tripod do you have? Right. Oh, I see that mic. Like, I don't have that mic. So I didn't want to start yet because I, I wanted to make sure I had that mic first. And then, and right. so, you know, it's, it, they're just defense mechanisms. Sure. To, to yeah, keep it, us from having to be uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. You know what? You and I did talk about this on your show. I mean, like, it's really hard to put yourself out there and, and, you know, not, not face the fear. Cause you know, I mean, it, it, it is, it is a real thing and you know, you can sit there and, and retake and retake and retake. It's the perfect picture. It's the perfect, whatever. Well, bro, there's no magic this, answer this morning. I woke up with a big pimple above my eyebrow. Right. I woke up with a little pimple on the bridge of my nose and I'm like, gosh, dang it. I got to be on two podcasts today. <laughs> and like that pimple couldn't have waited till Saturday. Right. It had to have. And, and then, you know, Lana being a sweet wife, she's like, do you want to put some concealer on it? And part of me is like, yes. But then the other part of me wants to go, no. Like, that goes against what I coach (laughs) in just showing up as you are. Yeah. And so you don't even notice it. But all I see when I look at myself right now is that big old red spot on my forehead above my eyebrow. Right. The the redness in my nose because I was messing. But you don't, right? So I think this is a powerful moment for people listening to this is – the way we see ourselves never matches up with the way others see us. Absolutely. Because you're too busy wor- worried about your own issues yeah, to have time to mess with mine. That, that's really good, man. I'm, I'm telling you, there's power in that statement for sure, because I don't think that just you know relates to social media. Let's just call it what it is. I know you're involved in a couple of different things. I want to talk about content compounding, your company, and, and kind of what all you do for your clients for content yeah. compounding. Gary V. For yep. most people know who Gary Vee is now at this point in, in America. And uh, he years ago, right, he was telling people, guys, you, you should be posting like a thousand times a day. You should be posting 40 times a day on every platform. Yeah. You should like. And so he was really the first to talk about how he would just record long periods of time. And then his team would go back to the lab and go take a cab ride and go, do, 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 do. And then boom, a 45 minute cab ride turned into 50 different short videos for social media. Yes. All right. He was really the first person to kind of start doing that mainstream. And so as he started doing that more and more, as that became more relevant, we started what, what we call content compounding. And it is where you record long form video content, right? Well, what is long form content? I would say it it's some it starts being three to ten minutes in length, roughly. Long form is also a podcast, right? So we have clients that yep. have podcasts. So they send us the the forty five minute podcast, and then we're going to chop that up into short video content yeah. for reels and TikTok and YouTube Shorts and wherever else you want to be present on social media. And the power of it is, 
it's designed to be educational in nature. So, bro, we're not teaching people how to booty dance yeah. and how to like chase the trends on, on, on social media. Not that that's, that's bad, but as a business professional, people, when they go to look you up to validate you, right, to go find social proof, they don't need to see you freaking seeing if you can touch your butt to the floor. Right. They need to see you speaking about your industry, telling a story about success. And, and so we found that, bro, in, in less than an hour a month, you can record four videos that are four to eight minutes in length. And then we chop that up and it, and it provides you about 20 pieces of video content every month. So that's good, man. it's pretty powerful. It. Yeah, that's awesome. Cause you know, that's, that's where it's at. You know that, I mean, yeah, Gary Vee was the, was the catalyst for that, but I mean, you can't go anywhere and follow business people without having them having a team of people that is, that is doing that for them and, and then right. putting it out there. So I think it's imperative to their success. So, you know, I mean, kind of to parlay off of that, like what advice would you give to someone who doesn't understand that their career may depend on this movement? There's a part of me that wants to say, if you haven't figured it out by now, hang it up. Like just <laughs> take yourself out to pasture proverbial, you know, in a, you know, like, shoot your business and right. just stop because sure. it's, it's unbelievable how many people just still don't get it. And again, it's, it's fear there. Yeah. It's not. So I really don't think there's people that don't get it. I just think they refuse to acknowledge it because to acknowledge it would mean they need to change something. Yes. So they just remain with their head in the sand as if they don't see it going on. But my right. advice would be look at how you decide the decisions you make with other businesses and other people. That's good. Everybody right now that's not doing video for themselves, not doing social media very well, they're probably also like they are using social to go validate others. They're using Yelp to decide where to go eat dinner tomorrow. Like yeah. no one in their right mind is just cold turkey picking up the phone and calling somebody because so-and-so said that they're great. We just have too easy of access to data at this point. Yeah. And so if somebody can show me that I truly live my life and I don't use social to validate others, I don't use you know technology to look up the places we go and where we spend our money, then I'd say, great, like keep living in that bubble. Yeah. But if you are using that for your benefit, other people are using that to validate you. And it doesn't matter now how many people say Mike Wolf's incredible, Kyle Draper's incredible. Our history, like all your success that you've had in your industry, yeah. none of that matters now if when new people look you up and you look like a ghost. Right. And should it be that way, right? Like we can argue how stupid that is and how unfair that is. And yeah. man, I've worked really hard to have this reputation and it's just not fair that – that the guy that sucks that has a hundred Google reviews gets more business than the guy that that loves Jesus and is super honest and full of integrity. Blah, 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 blah. Like we can go on and on. But it doesn't change the fact that it is reality. And we now live in a world where your perception of me is more powerful than the truth about me. That is so good man it's it's such a huge factor in what people don't understand and, and you did say it it's the google mentality right i mean it's it's essentially somebody being able to look you up and know everything about you publicly 
Yeah. Not personally, you know, and I think that that's where it becomes a little bit of a slippery slope. Like you said, you don't, I mean, you know, people buy Google reviews, people buy those kind of things, but at the same time, like I'm taking advice from people I know on where to go eat or yeah. what to do based on, based on that experience that they had in that, in that place. So it, it, like you said, I, I think it's so powerful to, to get people to understand the importance of it. 100% bro. For sure, man. So, and I know you're getting ready to launch Academy 18. I'm pretty sure it's launching now at this point. We did. We launched it Friday. That's yep. incredible, man. So like, what is Academy 18 and how are you launching that to the masses? Yeah. So thank you for asking that question. What is Academy 18? So Academy 18 is, is a coaching leadership accountability program for realtors and lenders. Anybody could join it and you'll find value there. But what we've done with this, right, is, is my, my motto has kind of been like anybody can coach you on how to do social media. Anybody can coach a realtor on how to do real estate well, but it takes a special group of people to teach you to make it about the heart and not just about the dollars. Yes. And, and so Academy 18 was really birthed out of, I'd always heard people say, the most important distance traveled is the 18 inches from your head to your heart. Yes. Which is Academy 18, right? That's what the 18 is. And so our goal with these men and women that, that come into our community is that we don't just want to teach you how to use social media. We don't just want to teach you how to do real estate better. We want to help you internalize this so that your job becomes a mission. Right. Right. That your job becomes a passion to serve people, to make the community around you better, to, to be able to give back more. And, and so that is really the heart of, of what we're doing. And Mike, the way we're doing it is we do live weekly training every week. We have, I think right now, we already have over 130 videos inside yes. of our coaching platform. Right. That's done for, you know, like you, you go at your own speed coursework. And, and then we'll be doing mini courses every month. We'll be dropping new content. We're bringing on industry leaders to, to coach our people live. It's going to turn into regional events and national events. And, and we want it to become something that it is a part of your life. Yeah. Right. So we're not just like, man, I love my coach. We want people to, to rock Academy 18 gear, hats, shirts, koozies, yetis, whatever, yeah. Because they say, man, I, I signed up for this on a whim because I just wanted to sell 2 million more in listings than I did last year. Yeah. And I had no idea that this program would also, beyond that, would reveal the, the lack of dad that I had been, would reveal the, the room I had to grow as a, as a husband. And, and, and my life is just better because I do life with this community of people. And so, so good. I could take up this whole episode, but I'm going to stop. That is, you know, no. in a nutshell, what yeah, Academy awesome. 18 is. And, and just to let people know that, so that's like a monthly subscription, right? That gives them access to all these videos that, that gives you, you know, live weekly training that, that gives you access to all this stuff in this community, correct? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's 98 bucks a month. And, awesome. and the reason we priced it under $100 was because most coaches that are good they're 500, 1,000, 1,500, two grand, three grand a month. Yeah. And Landon, my business partner and I, we just really decided, like we prayed about it for a long time and really just felt like we don't want to say we love people, 
but then instantly price out 80% of people. Right. And so it was important for us because every new agent, any anyone new into business, if like you can afford 98 bucks a month. Yeah. And and so that's why we chose it. That's awesome, man. No, I love it. So, you know, that's kind of parlayed into public speaking. I know before Academy 18, you were public speaking, but you yeah. know, in relation to that, how has your approach changed or has it when you're connecting to larger audiences or groups? Because I know you're speaking in front of masses of people. Man, I think the biggest thing that's changed for me, even taking it all the way back, right? Because I've been speaking professionally now for 20 years. Yeah. Right. I started preaching when I was 20 and I just turned 40. And I think for me, like, it's the authority that I speak with now. Because I'm not just like the guy that's like, hey, everyone, like, I've got a good idea yeah. that I think you might consider. I think I'm able to speak with this authority that says, like, you are an idiot. <laughs> if you don't figure this out, you are an idiot. Yeah. And I say it because I love you. Right. But but I think that's probably what's changed the most is like my ability to be slightly mean. Because I just want people to get it. Right. But then on the flip side, I think what I've also been able to do is, you know, like what people tell me uh, often is like, man, I hate social media and you're the first person I've ever sat in front of. And like you made it fun. Like right. you made it sound like I can do this. And so, you know, like I like to say, sometimes I feel like I'm, you know, I'm taking people to like marketing church now. Yeah. Because I'm bringing in like that gospel feel but we're talking about business, you know, it just feels different to people. And I think that that comes the confidence is what I like to call it, right? Some people view it as an arrogance kind of thing. You know, I think it's a confidence that when you become an expert at what you are good at and you watch it work in, you know, in other people's businesses or in other people's lives, yeah. that you feel a confidence and authority over people to say, listen, I've seen this work. If you implement these things, right. it will work for you. You know, it's a foolproof thing. That's a tricky thing, right? Like, sure. Like you, you almost can barely see the line between where confidence becomes arrogance. Of course, right? That line is almost invisible, right? Be because I know that there's been times where where I've like the people closest to me have had to been like, "Hey, bro, like you, you need to kind of pull back a little bit." When we met, I was so broken because God had just shown me that I had become this incredibly arrogant youth pastor. And, and I truly believe like he, f he pulled me out of the church and pushed me into business because he was, he knew like Kyle's not good at that. So he can't, he can't take credit for that stuff. He can't act like he knows what he's doing. And I think what's helping me become great at this now is that I have to walk in humility every day because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And so though I have this growing confidence as a leader, as a speaker, I also know that the janitor of the building I'm speaking in has something to teach me today if I would remain open to those yeah. moments and interactions. Yes. And bro, that is what like I want to see for other people is is realizing like you are not God's gift to anything. We are used in spite of ourselves, not yeah. because of ourselves. That's and crazy. and I think that's the game changer for me. Oh, dude, that's so powerful. 
You know, and I think to kind of parlay into that question of, you know, when, when I was building this show, the backside of it, you and I sat down and talked and I wanted to build this whole show based around the return on investment of failure. And, and you said, man, that's crazy. You and I and everyone that's done stuff in business has fallen. How has failing impacted you? Oh, uh, man, it, it's revealed to me that I'm stronger than, than I thought I was. It, it's given me like a new level of hunger. When, when you realize, like when you look back, because the crazy part, bro, about failure is like, failure isn't just like, oh, I fell, dang it. Like failure creates a wake. Yes. And so my failure affects other people. My failure has resulted in investors losing money. Yes. My failure has resulted in my lights in my house not turning on because there was a bill that hadn't been paid. It's just it's one thing to just overcome yourself. But to realize that now like there are other people's lives at stake. And so it is not an option anymore. Right. You know, there is not a discomfort that that I'm not willing to go after because there's, you know, 18 employees of a company that like they feed their families because of my success. Right. Like that's what it is for me. No, and I and I love that because you know, I I think when you're early in the game, learning is everything. And I think failing is 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 learning. I don't think it's failing. And and I think, you know, when you start to win, you know, like we're, we're having some success, you and I, that's great, right? We've had some success. We're still having success. God, God willing. It, it's really hard to make people understand that failing is part of the journey. And, and, you know, people just think that it's so easy that this microwave culture, it, it immediate success and it has to stay success. Well, that's just, it's just usually not the way it works, bro. And you, you nailed it, right? I, I don't remember who says the quote, right? But the quote goes, we overestimate what we can do in a year but we underestimate what we can do in a decade. Yeah. And I think that's the other part of failure that's really shed light into my life is like some people might go, gosh, I'm 40 and I'm <laughs> going, dude, I'm freaking 40 years old. Right. I've lived half of my life. If I get to live to be 80 yeah. and, and so we're just getting started. And, and so it's not about like, what does 2023 look like? It's, it's more about like, how's 2023 going to position 2030? Yeah to be game changing That's and so giving good, ourselves permission to lose these micro battles because our vision sees the war. Right. And most people get so caught up in losing the battle. They start waving the flag, even though they've got a bunch of people coming in behind them ready to help, yeah. but they can't stop beating themselves up because of something they did 18 months ago. Yeah. Man, that's, that's incredible. Dude, it's such good advice. And, you know, it's something I think about a lot because I look for key pieces of advice from people that I respect. You and I talk about this a lot. You know, what would you share with anyone who doesn't believe in themselves and needs a breakthrough today? You know, when, when, when they're battling it, you know, the stuff yeah. we just talked about, you know, the, I'm hoping that there's people out there that are listening to this going, you know, I'm in yeah. the weeds today. I'm I'm struggling. I, I need somebody to give me a kick in the pants. Like, what are we doing? I'd like to say a lot of things. Let's get it. I think the first thing that I would say is somebody out there needs your story. 
right? That when, when I was a young youth pastor, and I don't even know if this is biblical, but I told kids that it was, but I used to tell kids that were struggling, battling addiction, their parents getting divorced, you know, they, they lost a friend to, to, to a drunk driver or, and, and I remember sitting in my office with these kids going, Hey, you know what I believe? I believe that God allows certain people to go through certain things because they know he knows they're strong enough to make it through. And they're going to then be able to turn around and lend a hand to those that may not be as strong as them. Yeah. And, and, and I just always thought that that was really great advice, right? right. That, that your story at some point is going to become somebody else's life preserver. And we're going to look back and go, that's what all that pain was for right? so that right. I could help them. Yeah. And thank you, God. Like it was worth it because I don't have to watch them struggle. Right. Right. And so I think that's a huge piece to the person that's struggling right now is just remembering that your struggle is going to become someone else's opportunity for, for them to grow. I would also say, man, that like, Again, with my like health journey, 12 workouts already in January. Yeah. And uh, and all I've had to say, like, and I, I was mad the other day because 10 workouts in, I weighed and I was a pound heavier than I was before the first day. <laughs> right. And so, of course, my first thought is like, see, this is why I didn't do this last year. Right. Because it's stupid and it yeah. doesn't work and my healthy friends are liars. Yeah. And, yeah. and bro, all I have is the ability to say, bro, just keep stacking chips, keep stacking chips, yeah. keep stacking days because you will be a better man after 300 workouts than you were without any of those 300 workouts. Right. And, and so maybe today listener is your day one of whatever you need it to be. Come on. Right. Hit the reset button. Yeah. Give yourself some slack. Allow grace to be present in your life. It's not over. Yeah. And go start, man. Dude, that's so that's so good, man. That's game changing stuff. You know, I, I'm so thankful for you taking the time. I know you're crazy busy to come on the show. You know, tell people where they can find you online or your companies. I am Coach Kyle Draper everywhere. So KyleDraper.com is the website. I'm Coach Kyle Draper on all social media channels. Academy 18 is, you can go find more info at academy18.co. Go type in Kyle Draper somewhere and you're bound to find me. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Well, thank you again, man. I'm so thankful for you. Been an inspiration, as you know, especially on the podcast side of things and the advice that you've given me in this journey has been so crazy. Thankful for it, man. I, I don't know how else to say it. It's an honor, man. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. Well, hey, guys, thank you all for checking out The Journey of Business. We will see you next week with another incredible guest talking about their journey in business. To continue your journey of business, subscribe to the show wherever you find podcasts or at YouTube. And for more information on consulting inquiries, go to www.tradelinksales.com.